Hey there, online family. Thanks so much for tuning into the Refuge Official Podcast today. We believe that the message you're about to hear is a powerful one. We believe that the Lord is ready and willing to do a great work. And we believe that through this message, you'll hear from him today. So please enjoy. Why don't we just praise the Lord for just a moment. We thank you, Father God, for today's service, Lord. We thank you for who you are, for what you have done in our lives. We thank you, uh, Father, for blessing this time together in your word. Unfold, unveil, reveal your word of God to our hearts. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Well, just want to real quickly just say thank you to Pastor Matt and Pastor Deb. We serve awesome pastors. They are awesome. They care about you. They have a deep love and affection for you. And I'm just blessed to be a part of this. Pastor Matt did make one tiny little minor mistake. I'm not actually the HR administrator. I'm um, in training or the assistant right now. So just want to throw, throw that out there just for clarification. But we're just so blessed to, to be a part of this church. And, and um, Pastor Matt and Pastor Deb, they want to... Um, really raise up the next generation. Um, and, and so it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of the team that, that is up here to be able to speak. And so pastors, they, they, they really want to develop young leaders. And I'll be 45 in a couple of weeks, so I thank them that they still consider me a young person. <laughs> All right. So if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, turn with me to Mark chapter 10. Um, or you can look on your mobile device. If you don't have either one, it will be up on the screen. But Mark chapter 10, we'll look at verse 46. It says, And they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples, and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped, said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying, take heart, get up, he's calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on his way. So today we are going to conclude our series, Summer at the Sea. And so in this series, we heard from many of our leaders about the various miracles that Jesus performed. And and I was so blessed by this series because what it did is it just stirs faith in a miracle-working God. We serve a miracle-healing Jesus. If Jesus healed 2,000 years ago, if he set captives free 2,000 years ago, he will do it today. He's the same today as he was back then. Jesus the same today, yesterday, and forever. We serve a healing Jesus. Amen? So, today I want to talk to you about blind Bartimaeus. And in the Gospels, we see Matthew, Mark, and Luke give an account of this. Okay? And so, Luke 
um, doesn't mention Bartimaeus by name, but says a blind man. And Matthew says that there was actually two blind men. And it's important to note that that is not a contradiction. However, what Mark is doing and what Luke is doing, they're narrowing our attention onto one individual, and that was Bartimaeus. And so um, Jesus is leaving the area of the Sea of Galilee, okay? Summer's over here. We're wrapping up this series, Summer at the Sea. Jesus is wrapping up his ministry around the Sea of Galilee, and he's beginning to go towards Jerusalem because he knows what's set before him, the cross, the suffering that he's going to take place. And so he begins to teach the disciples and talk to them about his upcoming suffering and his death on the cross. And it said they didn't understand it. It was hidden from them. And so he approaches Jericho, and Jericho is not the same city as the Old Testament Jericho. This is a new Jericho that was about two miles south of the original older city, and it's about 21 miles northeast of Jerusalem, okay? And so he approaches that city, and there's a blind beggar there named Bartimaeus, And so we read, as he was traveling, he cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the crowds around him basically tell him, hey, Bart, shut up. This is Jesus, right? If we were to say that today, they they were basically telling him to be quiet, to to shut up. You're showing disrespect. But that challenged him more. Something rose up on the inside of him, and he cried out even louder, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And it got Jesus' attention. And he said to, um, to bring him here, to take heart, bring him here. And so that tells me something. Bartimaeus was persistent. It didn't matter the condition that he was going through. He was persistent in his faith. He wouldn't allow Jesus to walk by without him being touched by him. And so sometimes when we're facing things in life, we have to be persistent. We have to put our foot down and say, devil, no more in my life. And we have to have a persistent type of a faith. And so, um, you know, a a couple months ago... um, I really did a number on my back, and so I was in, in the gym and uh, doing squats, and if you guys know what squats are, if you don't lift right, you're going to hurt yourself bad, okay? And so I felt my lower back pop, okay? And so it never really healed properly, and then um, did a lot of biking this summer, and then we went to Hawaii. It was um, me and my wife's 25th wedding anniversary, so we did a trip to Hawaii for our anniversary, and we did all kinds of hiking and doing trails, and so I never rested my back. And so it got to the point where it was just excruciating. In fact, um, um, the chiropractor down the road, he was able to get me in, and Pastor Matt also was there, and so Pastor Matt allowed me to go ahead of him, and, uh, you know, that, that didn't feel too good. So he put me up on that bench, I'm face down, raised the middle of that bench up so my back is in a hump, climbed up on the bench, put his knee right in the center of my tailbone, and dropped the bench. And I let out a huge scream. Right, Pastor Matt? Pastor Matt heard it. So it did not feel good. 
But something that Pastor Matt said to me, he said, you've got to press in for your healing. And he gave an example of his own back, how, how he put up with that condition of his lower back for years and how to uh, uh, raise himself up on his bed and put pillows underneath him. And, but he pressed in and received his healing. And so that's what I did. I pressed in. I pressed in. It didn't matter what I felt like or what the situation seemed like. I pressed in. And so sometimes that's what we have to do. We have to be persistent with our faith. All right? So Jesus said then in verse 49, and Jesus stopped and said, call him. Aren't you thankful for the call of Jesus? Did he call you? Jesus said, come to me, all you who, are, um, who labor and are heavy laden, for you will find rest for your souls. He's calling you today. Come to, to him. He said, call him, and they called the blind man. And so they there, I think a case could be made, that was his disciples. The disciples um, are the ones who went to Bar Bartimaeus. And I'll, I'll explain that here in a, a second here. They called the blind man saying, take heart, get up. He's calling you. Take heart. That word literally means be cheerful. The NIV says be cheerful. Or it also means be of courage. So Jesus He's the only one in the whole New Testament that uses this term. It's used seven times in the New Testament, and every time Jesus either says it or it's in reference to Jesus, okay? And he says, be cheerful. In fact, Pastor Matt talked about last week about um, the, um, Jesus walking on the water. When Jesus passed by the disciples, um, they were all freaking out and said, it's a ghost. And Jesus said, take heart, be not afraid, it is I. So be cheerful. So in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the situation that you find yourself in, or the condition that you may be facing, Jesus is saying, take heart, be of courage, be of joy. You can have joy no matter what condition you're facing. It, whether it's blindness, sickness, or disease, or a storm in your life, you can have joy. Because the Bible says in your presence is fullness of joy. In Jesus' presence. So it doesn't, our condition doesn't determine our joy. Right? Then he says, get up. So we may be down and out. We may be broken by life. Sometimes you may watch a sporting event, like a, a boxing match. When I grew up, I loved Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Any Rocky fans out there? Am I the only one? Come on. Right? And so when, he, when Apollo Creed knocks him down, mix over in the corner, get up, Rock, get up. Jesus is saying that to you. Get up. Get up. No matter what you're facing, get up. When I, I, or when we're giving uh, lessons to our kids when they're learning how to ride a bike. And I remember when Allie was learning how to ride her, her bike, taking the training wheels off for the first time. She's riding the bike. She falls and cries. So you go over there, encourage her, come on, get up. You can do it. The master's calling you. Get up. Get up. So if you're down, if you feel like you've been broken by life, Jesus is saying, get up. Take heart. 
You can do it. The master's here. Get up. He's calling you. And it says he threw off his cloak, sprang up, and came to Jesus. He sprang up. He ran. He got quickly. What is delaying you from coming to Jesus? Don't delay another day. You may not have another day in your life. Blind Bartimaeus sprang up. He came quickly to Jesus. And he left his cloak behind. And so that cloak was something that he would spread out, sit down on, and collect money or alms because he was broke. That cloak identified himself as a blind beggar. And he forsook it. He threw it off. And he came to Jesus. When we come to Jesus, we receive a new identity. We are to leave our old life behind. This was a step of an activation of his faith. He knew that he did no longer needed that coat because he was going to be healed. It was an activation of his faith. Jesus then asks him, what do you want me to do for you? Now, I've always found that kind of odd. You would think Jesus would know what he would want. He's blind, but he's also a beggar. So Jesus asked him that question, I believe, really to stimulate his faith in Jesus and to show him his need for Jesus. When we come to Jesus, we cannot come to him with our own um, um, pride of what we think we've accomplished, but we have to come to him humble and empty and show our need for him. Right? And Bartimaeus says, Rabbi. And so that word rabbi there in the, in the Greek language is rabboni. And it's different than the, than the normal word as rabbi. And rabboni is more of a term of reverence and honor. It literally means master and lord and teacher. So he's not just calling him teacher, he's calling him master and Lord. And then Jesus said, go your way, your faith has made you well. And actually in Matthew's account says, he stretched forth his hand in compassion and laid his hands on his eyes and he was healed. In this account, he says, go your way. So right after he laid his hands on him, he said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. So it was, so who made, what was the thing that made him well? His faith. Jesus credits Bartimaeus' faith as healing him. So faith then is the ingredient, the necessary ingredient that will cause you to receive your miracle. You have to have faith. And so some, some, sometimes we hear people say, well, miracles have been done away with. Heal, God doesn't heal anymore. That was just for under the apostles, right? We've, sometimes we hear stuff like that. But have you ever heard of faith being done away with? Right? 
The Bible says, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that the Christian life is the life of faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. So faith has not been done away with. And if faith made this man well, your faith can make you well. And so in this series, we've been talking about different miracles. And I've noticed of all the miracles that we have been talking about, there's one central theme that runs through all of them, and that is faith. So let me just list these here. The first, we had the first service done by Sam Schneider. He talked on fishers of men. Jesus said in Luke 5.10, do not be afraid. And Jairus' daughter, Pastor Matt, uh, preached that. Um, Jesus um, said in Mark 5.36, do not fear, only believe. The woman with the issue of blood by Pastor Deb, your faith has made you well. The ten lepers, Jeff Pershing preached, your faith has made you well, Luke 17, 19. Uh, Sam Cahart preached an awesome message on raising Lazarus. Jesus said, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Uh, through the roof, about the, uh, the paralytic man, Andy and Michaela um, preached on that. Um, it says, and when Jesus saw their faith, the significance of the storm by Mason, Jesus said, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And then last week, Pastor Matt talked about walking on the water. Jesus said, take heart, be of good cheer, do not be afraid. And then he said to Peter, oh, you of little faith. So the primary ingredient that I see to receiving miracles is our faith in God. We have to have a persistent faith in God. So this tells me then, if that's the central ingredient to receiving our miracle, then, then our faith, our faith, then, it depends more upon us than it is upon God for, for us to have miracles in our life. We are required to have faith. And it doesn't matter how much faith you have, whether it's, it's little faith or strong faith. Jesus said, if you, have grain, if you have faith as of a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, be removed and it shall obey you, for nothing shall be impossible to you. Just a little bit of faith. So the point is use the faith that you have. You start acting on it. Throw that, that, that old life back and be persistent. Use the faith that you have. And so Bartimaeus immediately recovered his sight and followed Jesus. He followed him. So the purpose of God delivering us is not for us to go back to the old coat, but it's to go and follow him. And so there's something to be said here when it says that he was made whole. That Greek word is the word sozo, and it just doesn't mean healing, but it means salvation, and so what is implied here is the man's, not only his physical um, being made well or healing, but his spiritual restoration, okay? And so we see that really by him following Jesus. Did you know that 
of all the miracles of healing that we covered, this is the only one that mentions the person by name and mentions the father's name, his dad, the son of Timaeus. So many scholars believe the reason why is Bartimaeus was known among the churches when Mark wrote this many years ago or many years after um, Jesus. How would, he, how would Mark, who wasn't even there because he was an associate of Peter, Peter was the one that recounted this to Mark, how would he know who he was or who his dad was? So that's why many scholars believe that he became a committed follower, a Christ follower disciple of Jesus. So when we are made well, we are to be a Christ follower. We're not to go back to our old way of life. And so there is a spiritual theme here. There is an overarching theme to this story, and that is a spiritual blindness. And so Sam Cahart ministered a sermon on the blind man at Bethsaida. And many scholars believe, and that's in Mark chapter 8, we're in Mark chapter 10. Many scholars believe that those are two bookends to the overarching theme of spiritual blindness. And so if you remember the, the, the blind man at, Beth, um, at Bethsaida, um, Jesus laid hands on him. And when his eyes were open, things were blurry and fuzzy, and he saw as men as trees, and he laid his hands on him twice, a second time, and then he could see. And so directly after that, Jesus then begins to teach his disciples about his upcoming death on the cross. And three times in the next couple chapters, because this is right before his upcoming death, it's only a couple weeks before, he begins to teach his disciples about his suffering, what he's going to be facing. And the first time, Peter rebukes him. And Jesus has to tell him, Satan, get behind me. So he didn't understand. Right before that, Jesus asked him, who do you think I am? And finally they get to Peter, and Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says to Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And that revealing there literally means something that's been veiled or covered or hidden has been made known to where you can see. So Peter had a glimpse of who Jesus was, but he didn't know fully of who he was or what he came to accomplish. So three times, Jesus begins to talk to them. And so the next time is in, uh, is in Mark 9. Mark 9, 30 through 30, 32 they went on from there and passed through Galilee, and he did not want anyone to know, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days he will, he will rise. But they did not understand this saying, and they were afraid to ask. Then we see another time um, where, he, where they were afraid after Jesus told them. See, spiritual blindness 
causes fear. Or fear leads to blindness. If you're living in fear, you're not seeing correctly. You're not seeing what God sees about your situation. You're only looking in the natural. Paul said we look at the things not seen. Faith looks at the things not seen. Right? So faith opens our eyes. And then the last time Jesus mentions this is just right before the healing of blind Bartimaeus. He's on the road traveling to Jericho. And then Mark's, or I'm sorry, in Luke's gospel, after that third time, in verse 34, the, the verse right before blind Bartimaeus, it says, but they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden and hidden literally means to be covered from view of sight. It was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what he said. So they only had a glimpse of, what, of who Jesus was. And that's really typified in, in, in blind Bartimaeus crying out, Son of David. See, people during this time, we're only looking for a political Messiah, a deliverer who would deliver them from the tyranny and the reign of the Roman Empire. They did not understand Jesus had to come as a suffering servant that would have to go to the cross as our substitute and pay the price for our sin and deliver us from the tyranny and the bondage of darkness. They were missing that. And so when they, they were looking for that political hero. And so when, when blind Bartimaeus used that term son of, Dave, son of David, it was acknowledging that he was the Messiah, that he was the Christ. And so Israel, they were looking for that. They were longing for a deliverer. And that was just not a wishful, hopeful thinking. It's rooted in Old Testament prophecy about Christ. That they were looking for one that would be like David, that God would anoint himself. And, we, and there's prophecies in the Old Testament that says that the, that the Messiah would come from the lineage of David. And so that's what they were looking for. But Jesus wanted to reveal not only who he is, but what he came to do. And that was to open our spiritual understanding to his death, burial, and resurrection. We read later in Luke chapter 24, verses 45 through 36, after Jesus' death and resurrection, speaking of the the disciples, then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, thus it is written that Christ should suffer on the third day and rise from the dead. Once the disciples' eyes were open, just like blind Bartimaeus didn't go back for his coat, the disciples didn't go back to their old life. They identified with Christ, and their, because they knew their identity, because they knew their identity change, that enabled them to change their world. 
people today are still blinded about the death, burial, and resurrection. Because when your eyes are open to what happened on the cross, it will change everything in your life. It will take you from a weak inferiority complex, a low self-esteem, to a spirit of boldness. Not in anything of yourself, but who you are in Christ. So sometimes the biggest problem that we face as Christians is that we are comfortable wearing the old coat. And we want to go back. Because things are comfortable. The way we respond, the way we act is comfortable. It's easy to lose your steam. It's easy maybe to, to slip up and say some words that you shouldn't. We're comfortable. Or go back into the bars and hang out with our friends. See, blind Bartimaeus, it didn't matter what the crowd said. He went against the crowds. It's comfortable. Have you ever had, like, like I've got some pajamas at home, and I've probably had, the, and I just wear these old T-shirts, and these T-shirts are probably 10, 15 years old. But why do I wear them? Because they're comfortable, right? We go back to what's comfortable. But we need some new clothes to put on. We need some new clothes. We need to clothe ourselves with the new self. And so we have to understand these things. So Ephesians chapter 1, verses 16 through 20. Paul says this, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So here we have that word revelation. And that literally, all it means is to unveil something that's been previously hidden. He wants to open up our eyes to something that has been previously veiled to us. And what is that? The knowledge of Christ. Having the eyes of our hearts enlightened. The Amplified Classic says flooded with light. That you may know what is the hope to which he has called you? Like, bar, like blind Bartimaeus, Jesus called him. You have to know that you've been called. And what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And the immeasurable greatness of his power to us who believe. And that power was the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. He wants you to know these things. To have an understanding of the knowledge of him. And part of that knowledge of him is you being in him. You being united with him. So when you know, when you have an understanding of your union with Christ, that his death was your death. His resurrection was your resurrection. His victory is your victory. When you have your understanding and you see that, then the devil can't put anything on you because you have authority over him. We have to stir our faith in who we are in Christ. We have received a new identity.
So Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24, Paul writes, to put off the old self. In other words, put off the old coat and put on the new self. Put off the old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in righteousness and true holiness. See, when you were saved, the blinders came off and you received Jesus, his righteousness, his right standing, you being right with God is on the inside of you. You are right with God. Positionally speaking, you have been made holy. And we have to renew our mind to those things so we don't go back and put on the old coat. We move on to our new identity. Our identity has to affect our lifestyle. It has to affect how we think, how we speak, and how we act. Bartimaeus, his lifestyle changed. There was no reason for him to go back to the comfortable coat of a beggar. So he acted differently. Renewing your mind to who you are in Christ, to our union with Christ, will cause us to leave the past behind and move forward in following God with everything he has for us. Vision or sight is not for looking back, but for looking forward. You cannot look back at the past and move forward to what God has done, what God wants to do in your life. You cannot look at the past. Pastor Matt has this saying, if you don't let your past truly, if you don't let your past die, then your future can't truly live. You cannot go back to the past. You cannot you can no longer identify yourself as a drug addict, as an alcoholic, or a liar, or a cheat. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old has gone, the new has come. That is who you are. You have to see yourself in Christ. And so, Real quickly, there's 130 script, over 130 scriptures in the New Testament. We're not going to look at them all. There's 100, over 130 scriptures that talk about the, 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 the phrase, in Christ, in him, in whom. Those are your identity. Those show you your union with Christ. So everything that's in Christ because of your union with him is in you. And we have to identify with that. That is our new identity. So I'm just going to read you a couple. 1 Corinthians 1.30. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So these, these belong to us because we're in Christ. Right standing with God, being right with God, being sanctified, that God is still working in us to to, to, to prove that, um, to um, work in us, I'm 
not quoting it right. Pastor Matt knows that reference. <laughs> to perfect that which we are, to perfect that which we're in lack of. I butchered that, but sorry. And we have redemption because we're in Christ. 1 Corinthians 2.14, 2, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us into triumphal procession. In Christ, we have victory. That's our new identity. We're not broken, not down and out, but victorious. We have to see ourselves in Christ. One person said, you look a whole lot better in Christ than you do out of him. Because outside of Christ, we're pretty... We're pretty ugly. We're pretty disgusting. We're full of sin and shame. But when we see ourselves in Christ, we see Jesus and his work in our life. With every head bowed and every eye closed, today you may be feeling down and out. And like Bartimaeus, you you may think that there's no hope. But I'm telling you, Jesus is here. The master is here. Bartimaeus did not let Jesus pass by without his miracle. Don't let your miracle pass you by. And like Jesus called him. He's calling you. You've made done things in your life that have blinded you. You're blinded from what God has done. And he wants to set you free. He wants to unveil the scales that may be on your eyes. And he wants you to be able to see him like you've never seen him before. With all of his glory, with all of his majesty. He wants you to see what he did in his death, burial, and resurrection. That he personally went to the cross for you. For you. And took your shame, and took your guilt, and took your sin. And he wants to give you a new identity. So if you don't know Jesus and you want to be free and you want to see Jesus for who he is and everything that he has done and you want to receive him as your Lord and Savior, I want you to lift your hands. Thank you, I see those hands. are blinded and he wants to flood them with the light of his presence so pray this prayer after me dear father God I thank you for sending your son Jesus I believe that Jesus went to the cross to die for my sin 
to die the death that I deserved and paid the price. I believe that he died and rose again. And like blind Bartimaeus, I am leaving my former life and I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we are so happy and excited. You made the best decision that you have ever made in your life. In a few moments, the prayer team will be up. I just want to encourage you, if you need prayer for anything, come forward and talk to one of these uh, team members, and they would love to pray with you and help you get started on your journey and walk with God. Thank you so much for tuning into the Refuge Official Podcast today. We hope that this message spoke to you in a very meaningful way and that you were able to connect with the Lord. And hey, if you made a decision to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior today, we are first and foremost just so happy for you and we would love to get connected with you. So if you want to find some more of our content and find out how to get connected with us, feel free to check out our website at wearerefuge.net. Be blessed and have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you.